Hey, Ross. Shelly, I'm in a mood. Yeah, I can see you're in a mood. I mean, wow, you're on fire. Where are you, Ross? You know, my green screen and I are somewhere in Maine. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a nice babbling brook behind you. I like it, it very much. There's As a fish. You see the fish? <laughs> As Zoom backgrounds go, that's one of the finest. Although I must say, you're very greeny, bleedy today in I know, a greeny, it's not bleedy working. way. Oh, you mean because of the. It's whatever yeah i mean you're just like you're you're yeah you're that guy but at least you know what it's honest because we're not in any way trying to fake that you're like in maine you're actually no, I in feel maine like I'm, i feel like i'm in a powerpoint <laughs> presentation right now and and by the way not a great one but you're looking nice. beautiful so that's nice well at least i, I don't have my stupid xbox headset on anymore no i like it. yeah no it's all good i'm in connecticut down from well, is vermont that, is that a real that's canwood lake behind you yeah wow. behind me um it's a wow. beautiful sunshiny day this is the view from uh, the window in my office, which That's I'm sitting so nice. in front of. I got some professional lighting for the front, so it could I could light myself a little okay. bit. Can we start the show now? Yeah, yeah. I'm Shelley Palmer. I'm Ross Martin. And you're listening to Think About This. The more you listen and watch. Oh, the less you know. Did you like our last episode's open, by the way? I loved it. It was really good. They got the cold open going on and then we get into it and you're like, should we do it? That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it's more honest. Let's just what? be honest. Like <laughs> it was honest. Look, like we we escaped the the polish and veneer of our high class New York City Times Square studio. Where yeah, we're out of there. <laughs> for <we> sure. <laughs> have to be in there anymore. And you no. know, for the first little bit it was kind of fun and fancy, but to be honest with you, the coffee over here is much better. I bet because don't you own a coffee shop directly across the I, street from your house? Do you want me to? Do you want me to broadcast from the coffee shop? Next oh, time? next! Oh my God! Next week, that's what you're going to do. It'll be Ross Martin from what? What is the name of your coffee shop in? Well, Maine? right now it's called the Bayside Country Store. Okay, because it's a country store by the bay. But I would want—I want to do it from the ice cream window because we've got an ice cream window, and oh. that's where I should do it. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. always thought of you as kind of an ice cream vendor. So I'm I'm glad to know that you finally, you know, have uh, transcended your farm boy roots and have made it in the ice cream business. That's Look, awesome. It, yeah, if this whole marketing thing doesn't work out, at least I know I I, I, I can definitely sell ice cream. And by the way, I would be a damn good salesman of ice cream. I, I don't know why you wouldn't be. So today, speaking of great, great executives which we just were you as ice cream salesman we have <laughs> we are really lucky today to have dave kenny who has an unbelievably rich past in the marketing business uh, from the advertising industry he was at weather channel and ran that beautifully and then um used that engineering background and his managerial skills to go run the watson business at ibm so cool. and yeah and now he is the ceo of nielsen which is a research company you probably think of for TV ratings, not you, Ross, but I mean people who are listening. Uh, but they are a giant marketing research organization, and he is right in the middle of it right Yo, now. But, but, but I will say one thing before we bring him on. For so long, Nielsen has been maligned, um, uh, challenged, its clients demanding more and better, unhappy when the ratings don't say the number they, they believe it actually <laughs> yeah. should say. And by the way, I was guilty of that too when I, when I was at Viacom. Oh, but no, come on. When ratings are up, man, Nielsen's awesome. When yeah, ratings are down, oh, the they, they, yeah. they measure this terribly. Yeah, Nielsen doesn't know how to measure anything because our, our ratings suck. Despite all this, this guy <laughs> is so beloved in the industry like yeah. he, because he's a straight shooter and he's, he's, he's just a good dude and he's really smart and yeah. he brings 
a whole new level of innovation to the legacy Nielsen business that is making it more and more relevant. And as people are going to hear, because I'm sure he's going to talk about it, they are investing so heavily in the future of media planning and buying mm-hmm. and measurement, right? And, and like, it, it, as I'm about to say on this interview, and hopefully I'll be able to restrain myself somewhat, I just wish everyone would start taking advantage of the advanced tool sets that are now available to all marketers. So why don't we bring them on and start asking them about that. Dave Kenny, CEO of Nielsen, the man, the myth, the Ah. legend. Here you are. It's outstanding. How are you? I'm well, Shelly. Thank you. Uh, Good to be with you guys. Everybody wants him on their podcast, but we got him. Yep, we do. We do. Well, well, Ross, that's because of you. (laughs) You were the the draw. (laughs) That's clear. (laughs) That's that's totally clear. (laughs) Oh, man. Here we go. Yeah. I got to go get my winter coat, Dave. Give me a minute. It's just gotten chillier in here. I'm sorry. So (laughs) let's talk Nielsen. TV ratings must be through the roof. Well, listen, TV is really important to people right now. And they're delivering. I'd say all, yeah, as you know, we measure all media. All, all media is way up. Um, people are spending over 40 hours a week on media on average. So uh, I'm looking at Ross's chart there, but he doesn't have uh, April. So uh, when people are home, they've got more time and they're consuming more media. They yeah, you're do. right. Yeah, absolutely. And the media they're consuming, is it the same kind of mix between digital and television and smart TVs, or has the mix of consumption tools changed? Well, listen, there's a couple of things you see in the ratings. One, as you know, Nielsen measures people, and uh, which is unique, and people are up because there's a lot more co-viewing. Um, so, you know, people are watching together and people are watching more than one thing at the same time. So folks are, uh, are, are watching broadcast and streaming at the same moment. Um, certainly on demand, uh, is, is up more because people are watching when they want to watch. They're writing their own schedule. So we're seeing that. And that does favor, uh, streaming, which is, is growing at a heroic rate, uh, you know, <laughs> up. 38%, I think, just, uh, you know, the last six weeks versus the beginning of the year, let alone nearly double versus a year ago. Um, and then there's segments. Spanish language is something that's been, you know, up 7%, which is a big tick up uh, for the Spanish language next as well. So we're, we're seeing growth all over the place. How do we get from measuring tens of thousands of people to tens of millions of people like i know you're investing heavily in that what's the journey for you there yeah so listen i i think there's been a a big update in the last couple years that people may not know so we start with big data we start with um data from a a lot of return path data data from other partners uh data from being in the in the stream so we we have a lot of big data which we then correct with the panel so that the panel is not the sole uh, data source. It's really important because the panel is the only way to uh, make the data match to the full population, make sure that all demos are covered. I, you know, back to Spanish language, it'd be impossible 
to know that answer without the panel correcting for the number of Spanish language households in America. But the two work well together. So I would say we're already, I think, well past the days that we were just trying to do ratings off a panel. A panel is today the, the sort of verified true set to correct all data sources. And we continue to add data sources literally every month. Um, a, a lot of important data deals are being done even while we're working more remotely. I got to ask about your feelings about the, the upcoming census. I think it's critical to a lot of decisions, right? So that uh, the census data, first of all, for Nielsen, it's important because we, we use the census as a truth set and make sure our panel ladders up to it. And that makes sure everybody counts. So we really care that uh, you know folks who are underrepresented. We really care about different languages. We really care about the Hispanic population and the African American population, um, so that we know where everybody is. So I, I would say you know, our mission to reflect the full diversity of America and include everyone starts with census. We, you know, if the census is flawed, we we can find ways to correct, but you know, the much better answer is to have a full and accurate census and everybody needs to fill it out. So if anybody's listening to this podcast that hasn't gone online and done the census, shame on you. Please do that <laughs> during or immediately after this podcast. Um, what I would say, uh, you know, beyond our work is, um, you know, it matters where stores go. It matters where schools go. It matters where healthcare goes. I think there's going to be a great rebuilding of America post this COVID crisis, as we're rebuilding the economy, we want to make sure the economy serves everyone. And the only way we can do that is to have everyone counted. And Dave, so you've, you've laid out, essential. You, you've actually laid out three scenarios for the future of the global economy as it impacts media and consumption and media and pricing of advertising and how, how we measure success. Can you talk a little bit about the three scenarios you've, you've laid out for your clients? Yeah. And, and to me, I think uh, it, it's a continuum, right? So I, I, I think that what really matters right now is how brands look at this slowdown in the economy. Some brands are a little bit panicked and they do what people do, which is to cut their advertising. Every, every scenario we run, everything we've looked at historically, so that can be a really bad idea because yeah. you can deliver for a quarter or two and it could take four or five years to rebuild brand equity, if at all. And certainly, you know, we go back to sort of the, the, the great recession of a decade ago. We go back to post 9-11. Brands that go dark in these moments can have a permanent shift of market share. So, you know, I, I, I think, you know, one of our scenarios is um, that is how much people pull back and whether or not that changes where brands are at the other end of this. So I, I start with that. I think secondly, back to those investments, I also would say advertising is really essential to get the economy restarted. People have to get excited about products. They have to see things that uh, they aspire to. It's, it's part of you know, how the economy has always worked, particularly a consumer-led economy. So again, the scenarios are just, you know, how much do people pull back on their investments in brand and brand marketing and brand advertising? How long do they do that? What does that do to market shares if some pull back and others don't? If everyone pulls back, you know, how do you get demand started again? So I, I think you know, the range of that depends on how forward 
CMOs and CEOs are right now. I'm encouraged in a lot of categories that folks are staying with the consumer, they're serving her, they're adjusting the message for the moment we're in, <laughs> um, which I think is appropriate, um, but, but keeping it going. And I, I think that's been key to other recoveries. It's going to be key to this recovery as well. Well, the this people is, you oh. talk about making those decisions are the CMOs, right? And for Shelly and I, we, 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 those are our clients. We're talking to them on a daily basis. Uh, known, my, my firm is about to release a study that we did. We'll, we'll put it out next week. We talked to 25 top CMOs, and here's what they said. 85% of them have already begun to restructure parts of their media buying with about half of them completely restructuring how they allocate dollars towards media. 65% have said they're going to change their entire marketing strategy to meet the demands and the opportunities of the new economy. The, that's, that's like sort of the exciting stuff, right? That's yeah. innovation. But you know, the, the other side of this, and I, I'm sure Shelly would agree, and I'm sure you're seeing it, Dave, is that all of these CMOs are freaking the F out. And, and, and when that happens, they seize up, their budgets go like this, you know, and they, they sort of go into like paralysis. And, and they, they just say, well, we can't say anything because we don't know what to say, but we're damn sure we don't want to get in trouble right now. And they're just afraid of what, what they call in our study, landmines all over the place, messaging the wrong way coming off as predatory or too opportunistic, striking the wrong tone, being insensitive. But you know so what, that, Ross? That's what we're starting to see. But, but you know what, Ross? Uh, and there's the other side of that too. You got companies like Micmac with Rachel Tippograph and, and that group where you've got a bunch of marketers saying, I, I don't know what to say. I'm making a transition kind of by force to direct to consumer, right? Yeah. I'm actually being forced to do it. Yeah. And I'm now gonna invest heavily in performance marketing where I probably won't get in trouble because I'm going to have some direct measurement. Right. So Dave, when you, uh, Nielsen, people think of you guys as TV ratings, but just for everyone listening, Nielsen is so much more than that. It's really a, mar a complete holistic marketing measurement organization. Have you seen that shift in the last couple months between what Ross is talking about, where people are freaking out and what we know to be happening because we're seeing a ton of D2C performance marketing? Well, listen, I, I, what I would say is we are seeing some clients, advertisers, using our attribution models to really be bold. Um, and some of those are DTC, but some of those are also brand building. But I, I think that there, this is an opportunity when a lot of people are seizing up, that some folks are saying this is the moment to break out. Um, and, and we're seeing these folks really dive in. You know, a bunch of people actually you know, canceled commitments, as you know, in the, in the TV world but other people are coming in to take those up, right? Um, and, uh, and things like Peacock are launching with full schedules. And so I think you're actually seeing a, a greater separation from the brave and the timid. Um, and and the, the, brave are, the brave are gonna win. Listen, I think they're being yeah. very sensitive. I think people are, are caring about having a good heart and understanding the you know, real pain that families are in today. But the best way to show people you care is to speak to them, not to ignore them. <laughs> so uh, not to be afraid of them. So I, I would say, you know, we're seeing, you know, some folks really dig in. I do think, Ross, you, everybody should redo their marketing plan. The environment is different. 
<laughs> the economy is different. People's mindsets are different. So both the creative and the and and the media plans have to change. But I there are a number of advertisers that are being very bold right now. Very <laughs> bold. And I think they're gonna break out. One of the things that um I admire about you, Dave, is how committed you have been to innovation at Nielsen and how much you've invested in advanced data sets in um, trying to, I would say, sort of evolve the sophistication of how we plan, buy, and measure media performance. And not you're not the only one investing in this. Your competitors are investing as well. Also, the publishers, media companies, are, are matching your investment, or in some cases, exceeding it. Why do the buying agencies resist all of this? Why have the buying agencies not retooled themselves to be able to take advantage of all of the innovation at Nielsen? Why are the planning and buying agencies still so far behind when it comes to actually using advanced data sets to ensure that their clients' media performs effectively and efficiently? Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's a, as you know, I used to run a few of those uh, in my publicist era. So you're hitting very close to home, Ross, with the question. Uh, first of all, I would say some of them have invested, right? They, you know, IPG bought Axiom, publicist bought Epsilon. Uh, Dentsu, he just has uh, Merkel. So people have been building capabilities, Horizon's building out things. So it's not that they're not moving in this direction. I'm sorry, I, I think, think I just threw up they in my mouth. Are. Keep, keep going. <laughs> I think they are. Um, I would say, are they going fast enough? No. Um, and, you know, I'm hopeful, as I've talked to a number of the agency holding company CEOs in the last couple of months, I hope most of them use this crisis to realize they gotta they gotta shift a lot faster, and it is it is a moment to do it. I do think there is a challenge in the economics. There've been a series of you know these media reviews that come up. Um, there've been a bunch of accounts that change hands. Most of that involves a commitment to better pricing. Most of that just what that really means is they go for mass pricing deals and they bring down um their margin and yeah. then they and then they don't reinvest to build capability right. they can spend capital which is why they acquire things but if you acquire them and you don't integrate them you just have a collection of things you haven't really solved the problem so i think this whole um the, the next effort's got to be some courage to make some investments in core capabilities so there's got to be a trade-off between software and people so that it yeah. can be more automated and, and they make themselves relevant again. But the thing is, Dave, have, you know, we've been talking about this for weeks. We've experienced years of innovation and years of behavioral change in the last 60 to 90 days, years of it. There's always been a question as to whether or not the financially engineered holding companies were good for the business, good for good for anybody except the investors, to be fair. Yep. I mean, because it's been very good for some of those investors, um, exceedingly good for the for uh, a named few, but not so great for the outcomes. Um, is this the time when this is going to change? Is this is it now? Because the upfronts are kind of 
in the thing. Fall premieres are now going to be January premieres or maybe next fall premieres. There's uh, all kinds of things that were sacred. Dates, times, methodologies seem to be broken. Is, is this the time that this all just Phoenix out of the ashes looks something new? Yeah, so we'll see, right? Um, we'll, we'll see who steps up to do it because you know it could also be that the um the phoenix is software that's used directly by the advertiser right so the 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 role of the agency is going to be important for them to define and i think the leaders of the agencies are trying to figure that out as we speak um but i you know in the future i believe it's more data driven i think it's more software driven i think there's a lot of human costs um that could probably be automated um and as you unfortunately i think had to right size for some of the economic slowdown i'd be careful about not adding it all back but adding back software tools which just scale better and there's a lot of things that people did historically that can now be done with machine so um i think a, a different man machine mix is going to be key on the on the media agencies um, I do believe attribution is going to be more important. A lot of what we're doing at Nielsen is helping them not only measure the the size of the audience, but measure the performance. Um, as you know, I had a little experience in the weather business where every day we made a forecast with a probability. If you look at your app, it says 80% likely, 90% likely, 60% likely. That's important. People can make decisions with probabilities. The same with attribution. I don't need to be 100% sure. I need to be 60, 70, 80% sure this, this investment delivered that outcome and you can make improvements over time. So you I, are you know, such I think a that sweet whole... guy. You're such a, you are so sweet and kind and gentle and patient, <laughs> but inside you, Dave Kenny, you must be burning because all the shit you can't say right now, but here's the thing. You've invested <laughs> your entire freaking career, Dave Kenny, in the advanced analytics in the respondent level data capabilities like this is here these tools are are they work like we don't have to market and, the old way and dave you know but, they work but, but, you know they work do anything about it yet <laughs> he has to sit here and just pray that the holding companies will somehow be broken enough to wake up and actually do what they should be doing which is not not a nice to have it's what they are it's what they owe their clients. What are the holding companies doing? They're holding it back. They're holding <laughs> the industry back. They're holding up a curtain, Dave Kenny, that their clients can't see behind. Oh, you think Ross has an attitude uh, about Ross, this? I, Ross, I, this, this, I'm not being kind. I, you're, you're, you're putting more power on the situation than I think is the reality. Clients get what they deserve. Clients can do this. These tools exist and there are clients who are learning them and the clients who are learning them are actually getting their agencies to work with them. The clients deserve as much of the challenge here as the agencies to be fair. Okay. Um, and a, a lot of what we're doing is making sure we're covering it on both sides because, um, you know, and I'm not trying to be politically correct here. I think <laughs> if, if clients just want cheaper buying, that's what they're gonna get. Right. That's right. I do believe it's, I do believe these tools exist. We're not slowing down. I'm not waiting for the holding companies to buy everything I've got. I've got a lot of clients contracting with Nielsen directly and the, and the agencies are coming along. Shelly, Shelly, Linda Boff, our great friend, one of my mentors, 
gave me some great advice when we launched Known. And she said, take a deep breath and don't go low. Stop being negative. Like be positive. And so I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm how's that working to, out for you? I'm pivoting right now. <laughs> Dave Kenny, let's give them a chance. Let Dave Kenny, who's getting it right. Who's oh, what a good question. Who's taking, who's taking advantage for their clients of all of the advanced analytics that we can actually use to make better decisions about where we spend our media dollars. Look, Dave, it's a kinder, gentler Ross. <laughs> Exactly. It's even worse though. He wants me to pick one one holding company over another. Which, um, well, that was a secret evil Ross question for the universe. Why, why does he have to be so smart? Like, I, it's like you know my game. The man ran Watson for God's sake. You're not going to trick him with that kind of question. He's a genius. Yeah, Stop it. I know. I got Christian Jewell in one ear and Bill Kingsburg in the other. So, um, listen. I would I would say even within these companies where they're doing, I see it at the client level. I mean, great work continues to be done for Procter and um, on how they think. And I think what Mark Pritchard's trying to do to eliminate waste while also getting scale, they're bringing analytics to an industry that, you know, it's not DTC for the most part and really changing it. I think that uh, there was amazing work done by Walmart and with its agencies in the last few months. And we saw it in their results yesterday, but uh, really, really smart to sort of work at multiple levels. Jenny and the whole team there are just spectacular. Um, and really, I, I think that what's happened in insurance is interesting. State Farm had a great message and they found the right way to get it out um, and have, have been using a lot more analytics. So what, what I would say is right now, in the last three months, I, I see some holding companies building capability for sure, but the real innovations are some bold CMOs starting at the client, starting at their brand level and then pulling everybody across. Totally. Um, and I, you know, I thank, thank goodness for the, the innovative bellwether CMOs. They are, they're going to lead the way. I'm 100% sure that he's 100% correct on that. I'm 100% sure that he's 100% right. Dave Kenny, you're an amazing, amazing leader and the industry is lucky to have you. And so are we. Uh, thank you so very, very much for being here. Look, man, I got so many clients that are frustrated with their agencies. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I'm trying to be nice. Why are these agencies not stepping up and taking advantage of the tools that he's actually created? Um, some of them are, some of them are trying. There's enough blame to go all around. I don't want to be negative. Linda Buff told me to stop. Um, <laughs> Ross, you could be as negative as you want. And, you know, look, over the years, I'll tell you what. We have seen process and workflow change pretty dramatically at the client side. And this has been going on now basically for two decades. They've outsourced their institutional memory to agencies. They've outsourced their financial media business to outside agencies. You want to get money out of XYZ company, you're going to Mindshare. Mindshare is releasing the money. Let me pause you right there. Yeah? That's the biggest point. Like what you just said is this. When you hire an agency, the goal is not to ask them to take agency from you, right? That's right. When you hire an agency, you don't give them all your agency, <laughs> your ability to act. You don't say, well, okay, like now I just gotta manage my agency because they're gonna basically do everything and tell me what to do. That's not, that's not the relationship. That's not the value it exchange. It, sh it shouldn't be. 
But, it, but is. It, it has evolved into that because, as you know, we have some friends who are amazing marketers and we know who they are and we bring them on the show and we love them and they're our good friends. But you and I both know a lot of people who are vendor managers and they are professional administrative vendor managers and that's what they do for a living. They call themselves marketers, but they're not marketers. They are administrators who work, who are very good at navigating their corporate environments. In fact, they're so expert at it that they have become the senior most manager of vendors in that organization. And that's telling you, that's the you're, issue. You're right, but let me tell you this, and I'm not gonna name them on this episode, but no, there, we shouldn't. there are about 10 to 15 marketers who I, I now identify as the, the new breed, the next generation, who see absolute, absolutely no reason to do what their predecessors did, which you've just called out. No reason to sit there and be vendor management or air traffic control and hope that their agency gets them the award for CMO of the year and like awesome. Um, that, that's, that's not the point for this new breed. The no. point for this new breed is actual performance. Yes. Like, actually using evidence-based marketing using the scientific method and creative excellence to persistently optimize their campaigns for higher performance and more efficiency think about that you've been listening to think about this with shelly palmer and ross martin you can subscribe to the audio podcast on spotify apple google iheart or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts you can find our video episodes at thinkaboutthis.tv. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at thinkaboutthis. And you can learn more about us on the web at thinkaboutthis.fm. Thanks so much for listening. If you think you know less than you did before, just wait until our next episode. <laughs>